Welcome, Gassers, to this build-up episode for the MK Dons game at home on Saturday. I'm your host, Tom Metcalf, and I'm pleased to say I'm joined by MK fan Josh. Hi, Josh. Hi, Tom. Um, how did you end up supporting MK but living in Bristol? Bit of an odd one. Uh, yeah, so I supported uh, the Dons back when I was living in Milton Keynes and moved here for uni back in 2012. Absolutely fell in love with the city, decided that I'd try and get a job around the area. was fortunate enough, fortunate enough to do so. Have you been up to see any of the... Uh... Any of the football teams in Bristol? Uh, I've been to a couple of overs games uh, when I was a student with some mates, and I've been meaning to go to see Bristol Manor Farm, but haven't got onto them and have been avoiding uh, Bristol City for while I've been here. That's excellent news. That's what everyone wants to hear. Um, before we go on to onto the game, uh, while I've got you here, I wanted to ask about the game against Wimbledon in the Carabao Cup this season, where mysteriously their scoreboard uh, was broken and they didn't print a programme. Uh, this is obviously a, a reference to back in 2017 when they got in trouble for not printing the Dons part of your name. Um, as a fan, does that kind of stuff get under your skin or is it just by the by? Uh, it's a little bit of both, really. Obviously, you want this to all sort of be pushed to the past a bit more professional going forwards. It seems like we accommodate them a bit more than they wouldn't do the same. Uh, it's not the end of the world if they don't do it, but we just know that if had we been up to those sort of tricks they have been a lot more of an uproar than what they than what they're receiving at the moment. So it's just uh, being a little bit hard done by by then. But then also, it's not the end of the world, is it? We'll still go to the game. We'll still support the team. We can live with it. Yeah, fair enough. Um, you, yeah, I guess. Do you feel? Uh, yeah, there's an interesting actually that you said it would be harsher if you did it. Do you feel there's a bit more? Uh, do you feel like people are a bit more on Wimbledon's side? Uh, yeah, the first question I normally get when I say that I supported that's why MK Dons is, uh, oh, aren't they the team that stole Wimbledon? So there's always a little bit of a bias already from the public around it. It's gradually wearing down with, with time. I feel you know, more, people, more people are a bit more understanding about what happened, know a bit more about the full facts of the move, and just tend to be a bit more open-minded. So it's it's getting better. Ah, fair enough. Um, so let's get on to the main thing then, uh, which is the game on Saturday at the Mem. Uh, Rovers this past weekend had a free weekend due to the demise of Bury. Uh, this has actually come at a pretty bad time for us because we were unbeaten in September on a great run of form that has seen us sitting in eighth. Uh, our last outing was a pretty functional 1-0 win against Rotherham at home, JCH scoring the only goal in that game. Some bad news that came out yesterday is that he's out till November, potentially looking at the Sunderland game for his return with a calf strain that he picked up in training. Uh, a pretty devastating loss for us, to be honest. Uh, MK Dons, in contrast, have lost their last three league games. Um, and the other, they lost four in a row, but the other one was a 2-0 loss against Liverpool in the Cup, which, you know, happens to everyone, really. Uh, <laughs> the last game being a 3-0 loss to Burton at home. Uh, Josh, you were there on Saturday. How how was that? It was... Pretty much what we'd expect from a 3-0 home loss, really. It was a, we started out in a 5-4-1 uh, uh, again with only Jordan Bowery up top, who tries hard. He's not a bad player, but he's never going to be a 20-goal a season, possibly not even a 10-goal a season striker. And already they're sort of going around the crowd going, oh, why are we doing this? It turns out that our really exciting young forward, Sam Nombay, is out until... Uh, after Christmas, who joins Reese Healy on the side on the sidelines with Kieran Agard injured now as well. 
So we sort of don't really have many options up front. So we knew we weren't going to score a lot of goals, but just the manner in which we conceded was just disappointing. We didn't seem to be switched on. We weren't having any sort of fluid passing play, which we'd been practicing over the past few weeks, which had looked really good in the, in the Liverpool game. We just sort of seemed to be very disjointed, long balls, which no one really was collecting and just didn't really want to be in possession. We sort of seemed happy to sort of sit back and let them attack us, but we weren't very good at defending it. Yeah, always a classic combination. Um, soon as you mentioned it, I'd like to ask you about the Liverpool game. That must have been pretty special. Oh, yeah, it was a fantastic night. Whenever you see the stadium completely full and all that noise coming on, it's always going to be a great game. Uh, a 2-0 loss as well to the European champions is not that bad, really. It's as good as Spurs. So, uh, we'd say that. It's, uh, they and Loveman, I have to say, in particular, was really impressive. You can sort of tell they have just the quality in the centre-back there that meant that any of our good play was nullified before we had a chance to get ahead of the team. But we still hit the post. We attacked well. We had some great passing moves. So, it's an entertaining night, even if the result didn't go our way. But there were no sort of hard feelings. Yeah, looking at the... Um... That Liverpool game aside, uh, 2-1 loss at Sunderland, um, not kind of the end of the world there. They're just above us, I believe, in the table. Uh, yeah, we didn't switch on for the first half of that game. It was the second half was a lot closer. We got a goal back, but the first half was just absolutely awful. The one that stands out to me is the the one they lost at home to Southend because they have been absolutely dire. Was that just a bad day at the office or is it kind of, uh, I don't know, a a wider trend uh well we thought it was just a bad early office at first so we started that game with a sort of only one up top again realized at half time oh no that's not working switched to more attacking and they they got an early goal defended well but it seems to just be that something around playing tuesday saturday tuesday saturday wednesday saturday we never got into a good enough rhythm in the game and we just sort of looked i don't know if it's tired or anything, but that's been indicative of our results ever since the ipswich game Thankfully, you've had a whole week off, though, so I'm hoping that those issues won't be as prevalent uh, this coming Saturday. Yeah, we'll see. Um, you mentioned some formations you've been playing. Has it been kind of a, a steady one? or is Because you mentioned you've got quite a few strikers out at the minute. Is it one up top out of necessity, or is that a, a standard formation for MK? Uh, Tisdale likes to still be in the game at half-time, so if he can, I should he wouldn't be averse to only starting with one up top. We normally have a back five or back three, depending on how you look at the wing backs. Uh, but it normally be either sort of five four one, five three two, bearing depending on who we're against. Whereas now we're sort of having to go five four one out of necessity, which is a bit of a shame. Are there teams that you especially uh, struggle against, like styles of play that you guys struggle against, or you do particularly well against? Uh, it used to be back in the day where we just absolutely always lose to Chesterfield with their uh, high pressing game, <laughs> but would actually dominate other teams that would sit back. Uh, now, there doesn't seem to be any sort of formation. It's just a case of if you are sort of even half bothered, then you're going to do well against us, regardless of how you set up. I mean, as a as a fan that's about to play you guys, that sounds um, yeah. absolutely amazing. Um, I mentioned actually that. JCH, uh, Johnson Clark Harris, with him out, we might actually struggle to get goals. Um, your defence seems like it might, well, apart from the 3-0 loss, it might be all right. Uh, yeah, we have some brilliant players in there. It depends whether they can act as a cohesive unit and work together, which shouldn't be too much of an issue. Uh, Russell Martin, in particular, the centre-back, he can sweep up most of the things in the air. He's 
you know, brilliant at tracking back and covering the last man. The issue is when we have the ball in defence, getting it forward and not just losing possession, so we're having to defend again straight away. Because if you defend against enough attacks, eventually, no matter how good you are, you're going to concede. Uh, I was thinking if you had Johnson Clark Harris, he probably would have got a hat trick. Our former <laughs> players always seem to do well against us as well. But yeah, this this game does seem to sort of seem to have nil nil written all over it, which means it'll obviously be a really exciting four five victory to someone. I'm not sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, who would you say your your players to watch on Saturday? Uh, Alex Gilby definitely a centre midfielder who is just box to box. Absolute energy, enthusiasm, and good technique. He can score a couple of uh, screamers as well. Uh, Conor Randall seems to fly under the radar. He's a feisty little Scottish centre mid who can play just behind the striker or on the right. He's very good technique, lots and lots of running as well. He'll never give up. He'll always harry and press the whoever has the ball is great at pressing that. And also Callum Brisson, our uh, right back, uh, who's come from our comes from our academy, always sort of linked with. Always going to go to the Premier League team. He's got absolutely just brilliant first touch, flashes of quality, which are absolutely amazing. Yeah, fair enough. Um, could, well, after our talk of a nil-nil, can I uh, ask you for a score prediction? Uh, if I'm optimistic, nil-nil, but realistically, I'm probably going to have to say one-nil waivers, unfortunately. Oh, well, that is... Uh... Yeah, I'm sat here with a smile on my face. It's, it's not unfortunately listened. Uh, <laughs> if I had to... Go for a score prediction. I I actually think a one nil. I think we've we're probably gonna have um, Tyler Smith come in for JCH, who's on loan from uh, Sheffield United. He's got a couple been, of goals, hasn't he, so far? Yeah, he's been lively. So I I just yeah, I've got, I've got a feeling. But then you know, with the runner form you guys have been on, the runner form we've been on, we'll probably lose one nil. No, Rovers. You know, it's just it's one of those. Uh, will you be going up to the Mem on Saturday? Oh, absolutely. It's always good having an away game about 10 minute walk away. <laughs> always a joy. Um, well, that's pretty much it. Uh, thank you very much for your time, Josh. Oh, thank you for having me, Tom. Uh, more than welcome. Um, thanks for listening, Gasheads. Uh, if you enjoyed this, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, if you really, really enjoyed it, uh, please leave us a review on iTunes. It helps with all the algorithms and all those kind of things. And uh, just leaves me to say, up the gas. Up the gas.